What is up, our friends? It's the brand. It's Big Vito T. It's Super Kick Weekly. Big Vito T, my man, what is up? Super Kick Weekly. What is up, Ow. dude? Ow! Ooh, sweet. Me, I'm loving it. My friend. We're um, back, baby. The number one podcast num <laughs> the number one wrestling podcast in ireland is coming that's to you they, right here thank you very much thank you very that's much irish say. people yes i don't know we're rolling with it yeah hey we'll uh, take it exactly <laughs> so shout out to all of our irish you know i mean i'm irish you've got some irish in you i'm sure oh, right? yeah i'm sure yeah so i mean Damn, it's only fitting. Yeah. They love us. Yeah. They let's love us over that. in Ireland. Yeah, let's not make fun of them. Yeah, no. uh -uh. Let's not make fun of We can make fun because we can make fun of ourselves, right? We're allowed to do that. If there's one yeah. instance where we're allowed to racially uh, make fun of anyone, I think it's the Irish people, Vito. I think me and you are safe doing that. <laughs> I suppose. You know what I mean? The best I could do is the Lucky Charms commercial, but I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> I guess that would be the slang, huh? I'm a leppy. Yeah. We're freaking, so. we're freaking leppy. So there's a lot to catch up on, uh, my man. We we haven't been on the air in like a month. People are probably wondering where the f have we been? Uh, hey, man, just life around. happens. Yeah. Uh. But well, we were you never know, we never planned to leave you. No, that's the important just part. Just stuff comes up. Uh, we always want to be weekly. It's right. in the name. Exactly. But uh, can't always get there. Hey, we're, on we're here now. We're on vacation. It was summertime. We're we're rearranging things. But the good news is, Vito, there's so much to talk about. And there's so much to catch up on. Yeah. Uh you my friend, this this is what I want to talk about first because okay. we haven't talked about it really not even real life, you know, we've messaged back and forth about yeah. it, but we we haven't actually gotten the chance to talk about it. Uh you made a sojourn uh down south. I did. Into I did. uh into California territory. Yeah. Uh and you did yes. all kinds of <laughs> You did all kinds of cool shit, man. You worked, uh, yeah. you worked a show as a ref for a promotion down there. Uh, you went to a con down there, I guess. Uh, so the the wrestling show happened first, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I did so, that uh, Saturday night. All right. So tell us just a little bit about that uh, leading up to it and your experience, uh, so forth, and then, uh, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Give me uh, one second. Let me try to pull up the information. But while I'm doing that, I'll just talk about that too. Um, so uh, I got a cousin that's uh, that lives down there, and. Um, he basically told me that if I was in town, that I can come through and uh, and I can wrestle for the promotion that's uh, there in Stockton, California. He's the video guy um, for that promotion. 
and um so i was i've always been wanting to do that you know so i was down there for a family get together and he said hey this is uh this is the time that you can do this so i said sweet i packed all my gear you know never leave home without the gear and uh it was awesome dude it was awesome i showed up to this place it was the eagle uh eagle something in stockton california i'm trying to pull up all the information on stalling right now uh, uh, an, an eagles building basically yeah the eagles yeah. club yeah, it was something like that. Hold on one second. Yeah, we have one of those uh, in Sutherland around here. Yeah, I have... I'll have the information right here. It is... It was Total Wrestling Federation Incorporated. I knew it was T Total. I knew it was Total Wrestling. TWF. Yeah. Is what it was for. And um, it was such a good company. The locker room was so cool. All the guys were so cool to me. Very welcoming. Um, I can't say more better things about this company. Like, the locker room was so cool. Um, I introduced myself to all the guys like I was taught, you know. And uh, it was just... They all were like they, the guys I didn't get to because I was talking about, you know, different things with different guys. They came up to me from the other side of the locker room, introduced themselves to me, you know. Um, they. Okay. Uh, hey, so I'll stop you right there. What I, I have a question about that, right? So What's that? Okay, so you mentioned going and introducing yourself to everybody, right? Yes. So that's an interesting thing we've never like talked about really, even when we were doing the um, <clears throat> episodes that never happened. Fraternal uh, Order of the Eagles on Bourbon Street in Stockton, California. There we go. I just um, had to get that through. <laughs> so and they run this place regularly. So if you're in the area, yes. check it out. Right. Yes. Yes. They have like um, weekly and monthly shows. So now Total Wrestling Federation. If you're in Stockton, Manteca, Lodi any of those in california check them out now getting back to the introducing of the cells uh you yes. know it's interesting that you mentioned that because um i was never really like formally told to do that by anybody ever in uh that other place and and beyond that that was always a weird thing for me because i'd always be hanging out and you never really knew like you know what I mean? Who was like a worker and who, you know what I mean? I guess like I just a rule of thumb would just be to like introduce yourself to everybody because you don't know who's a wrestler and who's a yeah. ref and who's somebody's like kid, who's like a train, you know what I mean? Like um, you just don't know who's who. And so I would never really, I mean, I guess some people I would introduce myself to. I don't, but I never like, was conscious of it to where like i have to i have to talk to you know what i mean like if we talked cool but i try not to bug the fucking guy yeah it's like what i tried to do i don't know yeah uh my cousin chris uh he was a wrestler when i was young he's a little older than me uh he was a wrestler when i was young and so when he found out that uh after my first show like as security um he's like he, that's what he always told me 
he uh, he said always always introduce yourself and uh, always you know always put yourself out there and help wherever you can and then that gets you through. He also told me about uh, you know a little inside information. Try to get in with the boys a couple different things. So um, so I had that little bit uh, in in me beforehand. So uh, that's where I learned it from. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, so I was uh, a little nervous going in <laughs> this place. Right. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I'm not gonna of course, lie. man. I mean, uh, it, it takes some stones to go, and you I mean, know, I mean, I got like you... I got like 25 matches. I think if I were to count them all up, probably right around 20, 25 matches under me. Okay. But I've refed the same what ten ten guys, right? Right, there's, different matches of the same ten to twelve guys. There's a limited amount of yeah actual so, bodies. Yeah, and it's guys that I know. I have somewhat of a working relationship, I guess is the word. Um, so I was going into this a new state, a new promotion, whole new guys I've never met in Stockton, California. Now, if you don't know where Stockton, California is or what Stockton, California is all about, it's not a happy place, okay? <laughs> I don't know if you can find most effed up cities in the U.S., but if it's if there's a list that says that, Stockton's on it, okay? Uh, so I didn't know what I was walking into, but locker room was cool. Um, the two guys that I talked to um, that I was refing, this is what was cool to me, Bran, and uh, and I want to let everybody know that that this is how things should work when when you have a referee. Uh, the two wrestlers should know the referee, and the referee should know the two wrestlers that they're refing. Like, should have conversations before the match with both guys. Right. It's important and I didn't I, I didn't know how important it was until until this uh, this show right here and I was it was amazing how smoother the match was because of the conversation we had before the show uh, a whole new and, uh, way of doing things just like yeah it was it was so much fun and uh, those two guys those two guys made it uh, smooth and fun for me, and I enjoyed both those guys a lot. Just Zach and uh, Bruno. I don't know if Bruno has more of a name. I'm trying to see if he does have more of a name here, but um, I'm looking around here. Uh, no, can't find it. But um, but no, the the company's cool. They have a they have a um, a group called the Two Hundred Nine Click, I think they're called, and uh, they're basically like the NWO. They have like a, they wear a red uh, NWO like looking thing, but it says Two Hundred Nine, and they're oh. like brutal dudes because Two Hundred Nine is the area code for California. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Those guys are cool. Uh, I know that was how was the how was the ring? Twenty by twenty. 
Good ring. Um, the ring, I, I don't know the sizes. The ring seemed big to me. Uh, I think it was big. I took pictures and sent them to you, I think. But uh, the ropes. It's hard to tell, yeah. Okay, the ropes. Okay. The ropes I'm used to are big and wrapped in tape, right? They're big, big ropes. We all know that. Right. These ropes were like little cables, and they were awful. I mean, I didn't bounce off them because I'm a referee, didn't have to, but I know that the guys that I've worked with would hate to bounce off those things. But uh, those are probably the smallest ropes I've ever seen. Okay. And uh, the ring itself, those guys go hardly any padding. It's uh, it's plywood and a tiny bit of padding, and then that's it, metal. So, metal. yeah, they do it hard. They do it hard down there in TWF. Metal on metal. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they're bad down there. So. Uh, uh, just awesome, man. Just super yeah. cool. Way cool stuff. Uh, yeah, so uh, so I did it. You know, the match went smooth. The finish was uh, the guy worked on his knee the whole time, you know. The finish was I got too close. Guy grabbed my, uh, my shirt, and I kind of, like, brushed it off. And when I did, I went – I turned around. and was, like, fixing my shirt because he ruffled it. You know, I, I worked really hard pressing the shirt, so I was kind of straightening it out. When I turned around, the guy was on the ground, like, grabbing himself. Like, yeah, just, like, grabbing his old private parts. Okay. And then the guy strapped on the figure four, and he tapped. So it was a good match. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, maybe his favorite wrestler, I guess, was Joey Ryan. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> No main. idea why he was grabbing himself, but it hey. might be his main influence. Who knows? You know, Joey Maybe. Ryan experiencing <laughs> a whole, uh, well, not experiencing, but uh, inspiring a whole new generation of wrestlers. Yeah. Well, while he was grabbing himself, he was distracted and got the figure four. So was, that's how he lost. Was this match, uh, was it like early on? Was it one of yeah. the later matches? Two. The second matchup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. You yeah. know, I mean, you didn't have to be in the opener. You got to be in kind of the the settle down match, you know, or yeah. whatever. So. Yeah, but it went. It, the night went so fast. Uh, and uh, another difference uh, in different promotions is uh, they had alcohol at this one, um, so it was kind of. It was kind of boozy. A little hyped up a little bit, huh? <laughs> and the Stockton crowd, the wrestlers were not Stockton. The crowd was damn sure Stockton. They oh. were, it was a hyped crowd, man. All right. And then I'm looking at a picture of the audience here. Another thing I'm noticing is there is like two people, it looks like, under the age of 18, and they're maybe 14 or 15. So there's no kids at this event. So a lot of differences. They ain't marketing from the, this they marketing this to show. kids, man. Yeah. Um but 
I would always hear those arguments, you know, family friendly versus whatever. We gotta be, we gotta do this and that, you know, like the attitude era, like this. That's what people want to see, and yeah, I don't know, man. I think you could, I think you could do either or and be successful. It just kind of, you know, depends on what you, what you want to do. Um, yeah, uh, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. Uh, it had been. I looked it up while I was there because my aunt was there, uh, my cousins, uh, uh, and uh, just a couple friends, you know. And it was. Nice. I looked it up because one of them asked me, and it just shy of a year since I had been in the ring. Ooh, so right, yeah. So there's some rust, but I killed it. And everyone said I was welcome back and everything, so. There you go. So, yeah, get some work. Get some work. Uh, So, in case you're listening out there, Big Vito T currently accepting bookings all up (laughs) and down the West Coast. Considerations. (laughs) For a fee, that is. Oh man! So the fun didn't stop there. Uh, then you went oh. on to uh, this. Uh, what was it officially called? This event, S- this Stockton Con. Stockton Con. Yes, the next morning. Yeah. Also, a shout out to him on Facebook. Uh, but my the same the same kid, man. Call him a kid because that's is actually his nickname. Now that I'm not on Facebook, I can actually talk about this. Uh, blood, not he's not my blood cousin. His name is Aaron, but uh, I've known him since I was like five years old, I think five or six years old, and uh, lived across the street. And we were raised basically like cousins. You know, his mom was the babysitter, uh, so we we're raised like cousins, and. Uh, so he's the one that got me into the wrestling gig. And he also has like a little uh, pop culture toy shop thing that he sets up a table and sells at the back of that place. And he oh, also okay. does events. So he has a table at this Stockton Con thing. So he gave me a backstage pass. He got me in the back door while the two other people I was with had to go in the front door. So that was cool. So uh, uh yeah. So uh I uh I worked his booth for him a couple times, which was cool. I sold a couple things for him. I had fun doing that, talking to people about con and stuff. Never done that before, you know. I've always just walked around, but this time I stayed stationary ass. and talked to some people. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. So you were like um, a, you were like a co-vendor. In this place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was an assistant vendor. Right. Yeah. It was, it was so much fun. Um, but I did do a couple things while I was there. A uh, couple comic book artists. I talked to one comic book artist. I'll show you what I got from him. Uh, I got, I brought show and tell brand. Yes. Show and tell with big Vito T. Show Let's and tell it. with big Vito T. Uh, there was an artist named Aubrey Sitterson. And uh, he told me a story about um, WWE had contacted him and because uh, they knew he did wrestling stuff. He has his own like independent wrestling comic books. 
so uh, they had contacted him and said, hey, do you want to do something for us? And he goes, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, of course I do. And they said, uh, well, who do you want to do? Like, what? who do you want to draw, whatever? And he said, Daniel Bryan and Ultimate Warrior. And they said, done. And he, he like, he was amazed. He was amazed when they first said, cool, you got those two guys you wanted. So, um, so we did a comic for Ultimate Warrior, and he did a comic for Daniel Bryan. And I have the Daniel Bryan one. This is the Daniel Bryan one right here. Oh, wow. Daniel Bryan cover. Nice. And so he autographed this for me and then told me that story. So that was cool. Uh, then he convinced me into buying his independent uh, comic book that's on Kickstarter right now. This one right here called Beef Bros. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, check that out when you get a chance. Uh, yeah, so that was Aubrey Sitterson. Uh, he's a wow. pretty cool dude. Yeah. If you're in the comic books and you're in the wrestling, he's got uh, wrestling comic books. He's a really talented guy, a really good artist and everything. I had one of those original uh, Warrior comics from back in the day. Oh, yeah. That came with the WWE magazine. It's completely separate thing but yeah that's huh. that's awesome that did not know that those were out but definitely check those out yeah um yeah i have a couple old comic like i have the old stone cold comic books so the, so like the daniel bryan you, you also purchased that or is that something you had no this is something that was in my collection that i took down there okay i got i you. have a lot of uh of wrestling comic books um but then uh I, I uh, was done talking to comic book artists and then you go upstairs and then that's where celebrities are. You know, have you ever been to comic con? I've never, I mean, I've been to an, to oh, an you've access. Been to access. Yeah. yeah. You've been to a lot of access. Well, they don't have any comic book artists at access. <laughs> they yeah. only have the good stuff. Uh, yeah. So I've never been, I, that's not true. I've been to, this is, Yesterday or last weekend was my sixth Comic Con. Okay. Okay. And so the in, only wrestler. So, so you're in like an arena. Yes, I'm yeah. in the hockey arena in the. Uh, I'm in the Stockton arena in Stockton, California. I'm back in Stockton. Okay. Um. Yeah. My sixth Comic Con, and the very the only wrestler I've ever met at a Comic Con was at my first one. Shout out Greg the Hammer Valentine. Nice. Yeah. Um, so all these years I've wanted, you know, I wanted to meet uh, wrestlers at Comic-Cons. So uh, uh, so many, no wrestlers invited. So this time I got two. Two wrestlers. And I decided, hey, you know what? How about, how about I spend money on both of them? So, so the first one I met was Sergeant Slaughter. The Sarge. Old Mr. Mr. Chin himself. A tin hut. Uh so I actually I actually bought this comic to take to him. This is uh G.I. Joe number forty eight. It is the first appearance of Sergeant Slaughter in a comic book. Get a good shot of that. And you can see the autograph there. It says uh 
Yo, Joe. Hey, Joe. Yo, Joe. And then uh, I got him to put uh, you maggot on there. You maggot. I said, hey, can you put you maggot on there? And he, and he just laughed. He kind of did a, a little giggle. And he said, of course. And then he signed it, you know, Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> really cool. Cool, nice. dude. And then he uh, flipped to the inside uh, of his page and signed it on his actual first appearance, like on the spot. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Then, uh, this is the thing I really wanted to do. He was the like second to last person announced for the con. I didn't get his autograph because uh, I mainly wanted to get a picture with him and you know the price difference. There's a price difference. Uh, they could not have announced a better wrestler, maybe Orange Cassidy. But I went and I got a picture with Dan Housen. There it is. Let's get a good shot of that here. How's it look? That look good? Looks pretty dang good. We can see it look pretty well. I asked him, hey, I said, can you curse me? And he goes, oh, of course. And then he did the little curse thing. I was hoping he would have did it bigger, but I took it. And then they snapped we the had, picture. Yeah, we had limited space in there. So, yeah. Very nice. So that's my... Uh, very nice, that's very my evil. Good, very nice, very evil. Um, yeah, so that's my little Comic-Con haul slash story. Well, hey, I had maybe... A lot of fun. Maybe you'll get the chance to see him again, and if that happens, then you can just have him sign that. Get him pick. to sign it, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That would be so, uh, that would be the idea, probably. So I took the trip to California. I had my first uh, out-of-state, out-of-promotion ref match. Went great. Went to Comic-Con, met two wrestlers, and it was just amazing. Sorry. But Sergeant Slaughter, man, the Sarge. Yeah, yeah, pretty awesome. But you know what I haven't done? What's that? I'll tell you, Brandon, what I haven't done, and I we talked about it so much, and I anticipated it so much, and I just it just didn't happen for me. And it's well, Big Vito, I'll tell T, you, uh, <laughs> the fight forever is uh is a very finite thing. Uh, a lot of anticipation anticipation for this game uh, as you mentioned yeah and uh you know me and you both excited about it no one was more has been more excited about this game coming out though uh besides my children okay <laughs> my, my two boys have been like oh my god you know when is AEW gonna get a game because they you know they love playing uh 2k all yeah. the time so they're like can't wait for this AEW game you know they've seen previews of it blah 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 and so they finally wanted it and it was like then it came out and it was like a thing like i don't know then you know of course grandma swooped in is like hey i'll buy the game and so you know here we go right uh we get the game and uh they love it Okay, they think it's super cool to to use the AEW guys. Just the whole presentation of it, they really love um, 
the uh like the the electric barbed wire match and stuff <laughs> like that you can do you know which is just like you know that's the stuff that you can't do uh in the other game they they love how it looks how it feels uh still a little bit of a learning curve though with them in the game okay and same thing with me too uh the controls I, I suppose the thought is is that it's supposed to be similar to the Aki engine and the and the old N sixty four wrestling games. Yeah. Problem is I hated those games. I always got my ass kicked at those games. Like I thought they were cool games, like what they could do, uh the customization end of it. But yeah. like when I'd actually like be at my buddy's house playing N sixty four it was completely different from like uh, from the PlayStation wrestling games. So I was like, yeah, you know, it's totally thrown off. And that was the same thing I've experienced with this. They have gotten a little better. Uh, I'm still terrible. <laughs> Maybe that's how it's supposed to be by design. But it's like, you know, when you play a wrestling game and you just you end up just like body slamming the guy over and over again. Cause you just, you don't know how, how to do another move sort yeah. of thing like that. That's what I'm experiencing on this game. Uh, there's, there's certain things that you have to figure out the hard way, like uh, things that it won't tell you in the move list, you know, like how to tag, how to drag, you know what I mean? Like all those little like nuances of the game, uh, the reversal system is weird. Uh, it, you you have separate reversals for strikes and grapples, so you can't yeah. just you can't just mindlessly hit reversal. <laughs> you know, like you have to actually like be thinking about what the other person's gonna do and and try to reverse appropriately, or you won't reverse. So it's like it's it's a lot harder in that uh, respect. Uh, compared to uh, the 2K games. But it looks good. It's got some fun modes. <clears throat> One thing I was put off on, uh, just personally, is the lack of... Uh, there's no there's no entrances, uh, which is one of my favorite... Like, Well, I mean, there's entrances, but like... They show the, short. Yeah, they come to the stage... Uh, there's a cool little thing where you can customize their uh, fireworks or whatever as they come out, but that, that's all it is. It's literally like 15 seconds, maybe, mm. of an entrance, and then it just, you know, flashes either to the match or to the next guy, uh, which is fine. I guess, you know, cut that, cut that stuff out. You know, a lot of people, some people turn the entrances off. I'm not one of those people. But if you are one of those people, it's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I don't turn them off on the 2K games because there's some guys I like to watch. So I'll watch part of it yeah. and then I'll stop it. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. I think it's one of the most, since they actually started doing that in the games, I think it's one of the more fascinating aspects of the games is the, yeah. the motion cap and everything that goes in. To all that you know so i mm. love to see that but so it's a little rough and you know it's a little limited uh the story mode's neat 
but it's short. Uh, there's there's not a ton of match types to to dig through. Uh, it's definitely not. It it doesn't have the depth. But you know, we knew that going into yeah. it, right? Like we knew it wasn't supposed to have the depth of a of a two K game and and all yeah. the crazy it was just stuff. It's an arcade that you can do. game, right? That that and yeah. that's and that's the sense that you get from it. It's very it's very arcadey. Um, it's 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 like Street Fighter wrestling kind of almost, you know. Uh, in a way, so it's cool. Uh, I I don't find myself really playing it, but the kids have played it a lot, so that that's that's my review of it, basically. I don't know. So, so here's what here's what I'm doing because <clears throat> that's actually an okay review. I like that. I mean, I'm gonna that I'm gonna call that a positive review in my mind. Yeah, it's not like it's terrible. If, uh, it's its own thing. If the boys agree, I trust the boys, you know? See, there you go. So, uh, so here's what I've planned on doing. Actually, I did it. It's, uh, I thought, how am I going to play this game without paying a lot of money? Cause I don't have the money right now. It's not in my extra funds. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it's not in the veto play funds. <laughs> the veto uh, playlist. Yeah. The, yeah. So, uh, so I thought, Hey, wait a minute. There's an old dependable friend of mine called Gamefly. So I thought, let's go check out what Gamefly is going on. Sure enough, 30 day free trial. There you go. Got on Gamefly, 30 day free trial. High availability for uh, Fight Forever. Threw that on my queue uh, last night, and today they shipped it out. So. Well, cool. You'll play, actually uh, have a physical disc. What? You'll actually have a physical disc then. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. So I'll I'll have uh I'll be playing that hopefully Monday, possibly Tuesday. So I'll play it for a month, and if I love it, uh, I'll buy it on Black Friday, or I'll pay another eight dollars to play, play it for another month. God it, bless GameFly. It's uh. <laughs> Yeah, and that you'll probably be able to get your fix within that time, and then yeah. and then revisit it later. I, I yeah, that that might be actually kind of the smart way to go. Just uh, have a good rent for a while, and then later yeah. on buy it. Like, yeah, I wish we actually had the the video stores with the games still nowadays. Even even Redbox stopped doing the games, uh, but that way it's like. I used to do all that with with uh, the new Madden or whatever every year. I would I would rent it and I'd be like, all right, I'll I want to keep it, and then I would just keep it or whatever, you know. So I miss having that well, option. I could keep this. It says on there that I can keep this the game for like fifty four ninety nine or something, right. which is a deal, right? Uh, so uh, you know, I might do that, but I don't think I'm gonna do that. I think I'm gonna play it for a month and then uh, buy it on Black Friday. It's let me just also mention as well that it just feels nice. You know, it's just a nice thing. Like it's a um yeah, just just to have the AEW game, 
you know, the actual AEW game and not like, you know, 2K mods, which are like, you know, always been everywhere. Uh, it yeah. just it just feels good, and it it overall it makes sense for them uh, to to go about it the way that they did because um, if you're just trying to be 2K, like there's already people modding out 2K for for AEW stuff that's probably way better than they even faster than they could ever do it. You know, I, I mean? have a whole universe so, on. 2k 23 that's just nothing but aw wrestlers see there you go i mean i got the list so, of the roster went on community creations right downloaded every single wrestler set them up as champions set up all the pay-per-views i got it all set up i got a whole aw universe so that's what i've been doing well making a game like theirs would, would have been <laughs> totally dumb yeah so it's I, I get why they did it. I think it's fine. I still, you know, it's not like something, I don't know, I just don't find myself really playing it a bunch, but that might change. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I have AEW 2K23. I, I, don't, just, I don't play the WWE game much nowadays either. So, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. I think I play it like uh, two times a week. I'd have to say, but when I play it two times a week, I play it for a couple hours. If I do get my hands on it, I'm playing it for a couple hours. Right. Uh, usually I play my, my universe or, cause I beat both of the, both of the, whatever it is, the girls and the guys, uh, careers or whatever. Right. And then I just beat the John Cena, uh, career thing whatever that was see there you go and that's totally showcase that's what it's called yeah the showcases and then the um i'll do my career you know i don't really mess with the showcases but uh i went through the career i still haven't done the female career um need to get around to doing that eventually i mess with the my faction a little bit mm. um i think it's fun just kind of gives it it gives me something to actually like play for yeah you know what i mean instead of just like playing for for like uh my own entertainment you know it's like it's like an actual like competitive type thing which i kind of enjoy you know i so, couldn't get into it was because that? uh the first time i tried it was the first day i got it and i was like oh yeah that's cool i think it was on the last game too wasn't it the my faction thing I've done it the last few games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I can't get into it, because it seems like a phone game to me. Doesn't it? Well, I mean, doesn't it seem like, have you played WWE Supercard? Yeah. 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 And it's doesn't kind it of, seem like something like that. It is very similar to that. Yeah. 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 But, so when I get on my wrestling game, I feel like I want to go play like, you know, uh, I want to go play an actual thing, but that game just kind of seems like a, a phone game to me. I don't know. I just couldn't get it because you got to like log in every day and get the bonuses and stuff. I just couldn't get into it. So I like to, uh, I mean, it's just the cards are kind of a separate deal. Like, um, like I'll get whatever free cards oh. they, they throw at me and that's kind of a whole other thing. Uh, yeah, 
but I'll just go on there just to play the challenges and just to get through like all my points. Like I, I haven't bought any packs or anything. I just, I go through and just complete those challenges just to, and then it's just like, you're just playing the game, but with some incentive, you know, these, yeah, these currencies using, that they give you. Yeah. It just seems like I don't win a lot. Right. Well, yeah. Like the couple times I've played, and, but you can only wrestle with your cards that you have. Yeah. Is the thing. Yeah. So. I don't know. It just didn't seem like my thing. And then uh, you like the my GM thing, right? I I enjoyed the, the GM mode this year. I'm um, not good at it. Uh, I don't make money. It's <laughs> I think I I've played I've played through a year like two or three times and it seems the last couple times I played it I actually either won the year or made money or whatever I did. Um it's it's cool. I I lost hours, bro, of the original uh GM on SmackDown versus Raw 06. Yeah. Me and Jeremy, my brother would i mean it would be we would have games going for for days weeks you know it was like whenever we got like a free moment it was like all right fire up fire up svr and let's get into our uh get into our gm mode you know we got to get to the next pay-per-view or whatever and uh it was really fun because we'd sit there and like you know talk out like the strategy and like who we wanted to push and uh man yeah. it was just so much fun uh so i love that it's returned uh they could make some improvements on it but i thought it was cool there's a lot of cool you know you could be wcw in it even that's who i was yeah i guess i just don't have the i don't know i guess i just have the idea of when i play a video game i was like i don't like to think that much and with those two modes, you gotta think a little bit. And I don't like doing that. Yeah, I'm trying to play like uh, the RPG games, Final Fantasy and Zelda, and all. You gotta think about all those, and I just like to play mindless sport games. The problem... Give me a football, let me throw that around. Put me in the ring, let me punch people. Give me a skateboard, let me skateboard around. <laughs> The, the problem with the GM mode is, yes, the, the balancing of having to do all the things and you don't, it makes it to where you can't actually plan out things the way you want to plan them out is like really yeah. the only, the only difficulty I saw in the mode this year. Like, uh, you'll be building the feud, you know, and then all of a sudden all their stamina is gone and you can't have their match on the pay-per-view because they're going to get injured or whatever, or, um, or they get injured and then you have to break apart the feud before it even, you know, and just like stupid stuff like that, it should be a lot easier to manage. And I think they'll make those improvements going forward, but uh, we shall see, uh, Vito, I want to hit some more topics here, bud, before, we bounce out. I mean, we haven't talked in so long. There's so much to catch up on. But uh, something that's happened a little bit more recently here to us getting on uh, the air on this episode here. What do you think? Have you seen 
this list circulating about the the band and uh need permission uh spots going around for AEW. I have seen that. I'm gonna pull that up real pull quick it up so I can get a look us. at it too. Yeah. Uh, Fascinating uh stuff. It is but very interesting list. Right. Uh it's a lot different from what Vince would put up too. Um because Vince, when he puts up stuff, it's like nothing to the neck. You know what I mean? Right. Or, uh, but the, when they put something out, they went like pretty deep here. It um, seemed pretty detailed. And it's yeah. like, for all the stuff you hear about WWE over the years, with all these different edicts coming out, like this is pretty extensive. Like I'm sure they have something similar to this. But uh, this is pretty extensive. You got it up there? I'm trying to find I found one site, but it didn't give me the exact. I wanted to find, like, the actual uh, uh, document. Let me see I think I've got it. I've got it here on. Uh, I've got my. Yeah, the uh, I've the, got the a, one I'm coming up with only gives me partial list. It gives me an overview. I've got Uncle Dave, uh, Uncle Dave uh, up here. We're cool with that. Let's see what Uncle Dave's got. Okay, so these are the ones no longer allowed under any circumstances that are prohibited for your safety, safety of the staff and crew, fans, etc., etc. Unprotected chair shots to the head. So we're not supposed to see that at all anymore. No chair shots to the head. No shots to the back of the head, which is interesting. You can't forearm a guy in the back of the head anymore. What does that actually mean? Yeah, um, no shots. Does that mean weapon shots or just shots of any kind? Does uh, that mean Adam Cole can't do the boom? I mean, I mean that's it's possible. It's a knee to the back of the head. Right. But, I mean, they, they're they actually taking it probably more or less on the shoulder. But that's interesting, uh, the way that that's worded. Buckle bombs, blind moves backward into the turnbuckle. So no more buckle bombs. A lot of people have gotten hurt on the buckle bomb uh, in recent years. Yeah. So that, uh, I mean, it's it's hard to argue with that. Um, fencing response, uh, seizure cells. Uh, uh, Danielson did this in the Akata match. Uh, recently is uh, something a lot of people have been talking about uh, getting hit and then selling it like you've, you're going into a seizure. Yeah. Um, I they used to do that a lot back in the day. Like, right. Uh, like when they get knocked out in WCW, I saw it's like they get knocked out and then come to like a minute later and be like, Oh, like that. I always thought that was weird. Well, Right, but usually when you're selling like what that, it's in. Nation, Connor Casey here today. I am showing. It's in a, it's in like a, uh, a comical kind of silly way, you know. Yeah. Um, selling it like a seizure. I don't like that. I, I, you know, I thought about it as I was watching that, and I'm like, he shouldn't be doing that. You know what I mean? With like the yeah. the the past, the way he he's he's had in the past. I like I wouldn't do that. It was interesting to do, but whatever. Um, no more spitting. 
you cannot spit anymore, which is uh, interesting. Blood in the crowd, uh, so no bleeding so, while they're in Moxley the crowd. Moxley can't go in the crowd anymore? Not while he's bloody. So, I mean, apparently coming through the crowd would be something. Uh, but then again, there's physical contact with the crowd. Um, so, I guess the example that was given there, uh, they're more or less, I think Moxley's entrance would be okay. But what they don't want is they don't want a wrestler holding an opponent and allowing a fan to chop them. Um, uh, no more, no more doing that. Uh, no more weapons or projectiles in the crowd. So, so um, no more Moxley throwing garbage cans. I guess. Uh, they, they got to be real careful with the, um, you know. And of course, if if there's like security around, maybe that's not technically in the crowd. So that's another one of those things that just kind of has to be like worked in there and talked about. Yeah. Um, they can no longer take drinks or food from the guests in the crowd. So the MJF spot with the throwing uh, the drinks on people and this and that. Uh, no more of that. So those are the band stuff altogether. What do you think? Uh, I think, uh, well, I got the list here too. And there's one here that says moves where a wrestler falls backwards into the turnbuckle. Right. Yeah, now I was, I was that, uh, that. that is, uh, Finn Balor's drop kick that puts him set up to do the coup de gras. Right. Um, yeah, that would be one of them. The buckle bomb. Is, is the thing. Well, they have them separate on here. Oh, really? On the website I'm looking at, they have them separate. Oh, it okay. says buckle bombs in the neck. This, this is on comicbook.com, by the way. Okay. Um, It says buckle bombs, and then underneath it says moves where wrestlers fall backward into the turnbuckle. So that makes me think of like when Finn Bauer does that right. drop kick, and then they hit the buckle and fall down, and he does coup de gras. So um, I don't know. Most of those sound pretty good. I'm cool with most of those. Well, I mean, okay, it just it blind moves into the buck because I mean, if you take any move into the buck, even even a even an Irish whip would be considered a backward move into the buckle, but you're not necessarily blind uh, going into it. You're putting yourself <clears throat> so into anyway. Yeah, I get so, that. Um, I mean, it, interesting. You to got see you got a problem with any of those? What they're gonna stick with? I mean, not necessarily uh, a problem. I just think it's interested, uh, interesting how they're worded. Oh, and the um, comicbook.com says chair shots to the back of the head. It doesn't just say shots. So, if that means anything, take that for what it is. Oh, okay. The weapon shots to the back of the head yeah. or just unprotected uh, head shots in general. Yeah. So, um, and these are the spots that they need uh, clearance for. Uh, apron bumps, table, ladder, chair spots in and out of the ring. So pretty much anything 
that has to do with that. Uh, any Don't else? they get that permission already? Don't yeah. you have to call the move you're going to do uh, or call the spot you're going to do like pre beforehand? Like, hey, I'm going to do the announcer table spot tonight. Don't fucking do that. Isn't there stories of how like uh, old time wrestlers like or old school wrestlers like Undertaker was like, hey, I'm going to do that later on. Like, That's the thing, Vito. That, that's usually the thought. And in, I think, in certain companies, like in WWE or whatever, like, they do do that. But AEW, because it was thought to be as, like, you know, the the workers, you know, safe haven and their canvas and their, you know, there's, I, I they haven't been doing any of that. It's just like, you guys just, everyone can do what they want. That's why we have these shows where, like, every match has blood in it. Every match has a table spot. And you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm going overboard by, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Half half the matches have blood. Half the matches have tables. I'm not going to the fact, I'm not going to the fact that I don't agree with there being multiple spots like that. I'm just saying that you, that it's talked about like who takes i mean if you're going to use the ladder i assume you're talking about that previously i yeah. assume you're like hey btk or btwtk ladder's going up tonight right i'm sure i mean i doubt the ladder is being put up without tony khan knowing so i doubt these are like new some of these with uh, are new I mean, I don't know maybe they're not but uh, it just it just seems like i don't know i get the impression that Tony isn't jumping in the middle of, of any of that, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. Or maybe he is. Oh, nothing. No. Nothing happens in this company without Tony Khan putting his, his thumbs up on it. Nothing. He's made that clear abundantly. Well, there you go, then. Uh, all Paul driver tombstone variations, uh, including sit-down drivers, Inverted and poison hernacon ranas and vertebrakers. So every poison rana now uh, must be approved. And Canadian destroyers. Right. Which is interesting. Considering how that move, the mechanics of it. But anyway, uh, high risk dives or top rope moves that includes 450s, 630s, double moonsaults. Uh, shooting star press, etc. Intentional bleeding of any sort, not just blading. So even if you're like, you know, naturally cut open by barbed wire or whatever, that's still uh no no. Um throwing people into through over the ring steps, commentary table, bell, any of that stuff. Uh, must be approved. This is all along the same lines, of course. Yeah. Uh, any weapons usage. And they, they list a whole bunch of weapons here. Everything from chairs to uh, aerosol sprays <laughs> and liquids. So Skewers. Skewers ske- is on there. Yes. No skewers. <laughs> uh, throwing any weapons or objects, chairs. So you, I guess you can't throw them. You can just hit them with them. I don't know. Uh, choking, strangling with hands or a weapon or hanging spots, injury spots or angles, uh, whether or not medical is involved, called to the ring. Once again, that's something 
you're you're not going to do an injury angle unless it's a pre-planned deal. Yeah, no wrestlers just like, oh, let's do it. Let's do a thing, brother. You know, they're yeah. they're not doing that. Uh, any physicality in the crowd or crowd brawling. So this means no. Well, I mean, I guess with approval, of course, and in a controlled setting. Uh, any physicality involving referees, managers, extras, etc. Um, blah blah blah. It also applies to Ring of Honor talent as well, apparently. So, so can we'll I see. ask something? Uh, do you know who got this list? Well, this is uh, something that originally came, I believe, from PW Insider. Okay. Yeah, but who? um, It was first reported. Who originally got this? It was first reported by Fightful, and then PW Insider uh, seconded it and backed it up. So there's two, uh, two big sources. No, originally. Like, was this list given to the wrestlers, like, in the locker room? Was this put online to say, like, this is what AEW does now? What What is this, what is this list? Is, it was is this a, an FYI? This memo was sent to talent earlier in the week. Okay. Okay. So everyone just, like, got this as a, as a fax, or maybe they were just handed this at the... Um, you know, at Dynamite, I guess, would, I guess that would line up as far as timing, right? I mean, this came out yesterday, Thursday, so it makes sense that, like, at the Dynamite taping, they passed out these papers, and then okay. it hit the news the next day in the news cycle, Okay, is, is what I would guess. Um, I didn't watch so- Dynamite. But, you know, were, were you able to tell any kind of a difference in the show just off the top of your head? Like, was it a little tamer, maybe? Or well, Let me think about that for a second. Because if this was passed out, like, pre-show or after-show would be another question um, I would have. I guess there wasn't no uh, crowd brawling. There was no blood, but Commander wrestled Chris Jericho. Plenty of diving on that one. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure he got uh, permission to walk all over the ropes. Hey, uh, in my match, I'm just going to walk all over the ropes and then twist and do all this stuff. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, go, Commander. <laughs> you don't care if I walk on this one and that one and that one and that one? No, 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 go for it. So I think this is basically um, now the first part is cool. I don't think any wrestler is going to have a problem with any of that. Um, the second part, I think, is just like um, I think it's uh, what am I trying to say? Depending on who you have to talk to and how you have to do it, um. I can say that I, I don't think it'd be a problem because I feel like all this is like uh, necessary maybe or obvious because, you know, um, I mean, let's not bullshit people here. I mean, you go over the matches. People know, I mean, if you don't go over the matches together, then you're going to get hurt, right? 
Right. Communication's well, I mean, important in wrestling. Let's let's just start there. Before I go any further, communication is important in wrestling. Okay. So, if you're gonna do these right here, then you, I mean you're gonna have to get permission, of course. If you're gonna do some big ass bump, but spots and bumps on the ring apron and outside, I mean. Well, it's gonna it's gonna piss people off that like to call on the spot. If anyone's even doing that in the company right now, you know, I don't really know, but. Because, because I think it it it, it dep- We've heard that over the years, right? It depends. Some people, yeah. some guys. Can, I mean, depending on who they're working with, I think is another part of it. Okay, we got it. We can just we can just make it happen out there. We don't really need to talk that much. Um, other guys would obsess over every detail. You hear the Randy Savage stories about him writing down the spots and all that. So. Um, I don't know. In AEW, I I wonder sometimes. I guess they do have agents. Yeah, Jerry Lynn, Dean Malenko, a lot of those guys. Mark Henry, Art Anderson, all those guys are back there, going over matches and stuff. I've heard lots of stories. Sammy Guevara does most of this shit in his matches. I mean, do you have to write it on a piece of paper? Like, they have a list of these that have checkbox next to them, and you have to like check which one you're gonna do. And then, that's what I'm wondering. Right, the guys. I'm wondering how you have to go about getting permission for this list. Some guys don't want to think about. You know what I mean? Like, I could see myself if I was one of those guys that just called on the fly, for the most part. Like. Uh, how are you supposed to get permission for something that you're creating on the spot? That yeah. doesn't make any sense to me either, you know? So, Like, for example, let me just run through these real quick. Spots and bumps on the ring apron and outside. Literally everyone does those. Right. Everybody. Uh, table, ladder, chair spots in and outside of the ring. Sammy Guevara does that table spot on the announcer table or on the uh, ring bell table or whatever, almost every match. So that's something he does. Um, elevated spots outside of the barricades, dives, ladder spots, stage. Or, okay, no one really does that. Pile driver tombstone variations. Everybody does the Canadian Destroyer or something similar to that. I mean, Tony Storm's finisher, uh, Trent Beretta's finisher, um, uh, uh, the Lucha Bros finishers. I mean, so, so that's that's something. So is this high like risk a, dives? Is this a quality? Is this a quality control play? Then you think, as far as um, you I, know I, what I mean? don't. I'm like, not exactly sure. Because that's the thing. It's like you know, they obviously have agents. But it's not like there's not that consistency throughout the card that you you know what I mean? Like everything just kind of seems like a mishmash. So maybe they're trying to like rein it in more uh, from a presentation standpoint. Like, yo, we don't need half the matches on the card to have blood. We don't need half the matches to have 
uh, a Canadian cable, destroyer. Uh, uh, yeah, right. We we want to actually plan our show and have different shit throughout the night and not just the same. There thing. was a really cool Canadian destroyer. I don't remember who did it, but it was really cool. That was like over the ropes or something like that off of somebody over the ropes or something like that. And Adam Cole did not do the Panama sunrise. I wonder if they're just cutting down. I'm going to have to pay attention now. Right. You guys don't have to go this hard every week, you know? So is it it a safety thing or is it a quality control thing? That's, I think it's quality control. Yeah. I think it's quality control. The next one, 450, 630, double moonsault. Right. Okay. Their entire roster does off-the-top rope spinning moves. <laughs> almost everybody. Almost everybody. Yeah. I mean, not the big guys, but even some of the big guys do, do moonsaults. Brian Cage does a moonsault. Yeah. So, I mean, come on. Um. Okay, intentional bleeding. That's cool. Moxley will be the only one doing that every night. Uh, through over the ring steps commentary. Okay, I get that. You know, um, you can call that. I mean, through. Okay, into through or over. Okay, okay, okay. So into you have to get permission to throw into the guardrails. So just throwing them neck into the barricade. Isn't that done every match almost? Used to think so, yeah. Okay, so that's probably quality control. That's probably right where you're going. You got to call your spots now. This seems exactly like what I was saying. Uh, that old WWE says this. Uh, this is really just giving more power to the agents. Is what it seems like. You know, like the the agents yeah. are going to be able to dictate uh, what these guys do in each of their matches. And if if they don't listen, then they're going to have a problem with management because it's now been an edict. Yeah. So so I think that's what now that you know throwing weapons, weapon usage, choking, strangling, injury spots for the crowd, physical involving referees. Okay. Yeah. So I think it is quality control. I don't think it's uh, uh, at least with the require approval thing. The other one is definitely safety, but um, this. I think it's quality control. Like, don't do it too much. You're, you're killing it. Basically. Well, we shall see how this plays out. Uh, speaking of AEW, we have a couple of other news items I wanted to bring up with you here that are just hitting the presses. Ooh. Uh, number one. Now, we knew as, as much as a few days ago uh, that... Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. contract not renewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently already spotted at the Performance Center. So, not surprised. Right. So uh, coming, coming to NXT soon, maybe him and Braun Breaker will be a tag team or something, or they'll feud. You know, that might be neat. Um, Braun Breaker. And it is official. Uh, All in London is going to be on pay-per-view on August 27th. This has just uh, been officially announced, apparently. Oh, that's great. Wembley's going to be a good show. 
they, um, they haven't announced a single match for it, have they? I don't believe so, but that would be the next pay-per-view, right? There's not one before that? No, but did you hear that uh, there is pressure from uh, the parent company of AEW to get more uh, pay-per-views? Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, Let's see here. Um, there is. Let's see where's my news at. There we go. Um, let's see where's it at. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery um, says that they would like the pay per views to go to. Is it every month? It says. Uh, yeah, if this is a deal with Max, Max is guaranteeing them a 12, the money for a 12 pay-per-views. So if they, if a certain deal goes through, I'm not sure of this exact thing here. Um, yeah, it was reported AEW's current negotiations with Warner Bros. Discovery for a new TV deal have included talk of ramping up the promotion schedule of pay-per-view events, possibly to the point of going monthly. That's through Wrestling Incorporated. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I'm seeing part of this here as well. Uh, so, from what I gather, the quote that I'm reading here off of the Observer website, just basically it mainly... He was asked about them moving to 12 pay-per-views. Uh, this is an interview that... Uh, who is this? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Andrew Zarian. Okay, but this was... Uh, okay, so this is this is a reporter. This is not anybody. This is a reporter from The Observer that was on the Matt Men podcast. Uh, so I don't know why this is even a... Yeah, this says Fightful Select provides another update from Warner Bros. Discovery sources. According to those sources, one of the major proposals from Warner Bros. Discovery involves the very likely possibility of significantly extending... AEW pay-per-view schedule. Um, What's your thoughts on uh, going monthly? I don't like it. <laughs> me neither. Uh, that was the one thing I liked about them. To me, it's like from a mathematical standpoint, right? Like you can justify your um and now it's even changed right because like i think i think peacock's only like five bucks a month or whatever yeah right so nine dollars if you want commercial free or something like that it's cheap right so you're getting all uh 12 or so of wwe shows for like right around 70 dollars a year 75 dollars a year something like that yeah and uh, if you were to buy 
four AEW pay-per-views a year, you're looking, that's like, you know, $200 a year or whatever. Yeah. Now you're going to add eight more, and I don't know, man, 12 times uh, 50, I mean, you're looking at five, I mean, that's $600 a year. You're you're increasing now. You're you're asking your uh-huh. audience to pay. No one's gonna yeah. be. I mean, no one's gonna. You, you can't get it. I mean, maybe, but I think some of those numbers will go down. We see a consistent hundred and thirty thousand or more each each time they put out a show. Yeah, uh, that's kind of the floor. Is right around hundred twenty, hundred thirty thousand. If they go to twelve, you, you I think you're gonna risk some shows, people just not buying, and uh you know, you might have half of that sometimes. Yeah. Or you know, I don't even I don't even know. Uh, you know They'd I, have to make a banger out of every single pay per view, all twelve of them, or they're gonna lose. Well, I mean they do. They do net they do that now, but can you do that for twelve months? Yes, that's the question. Yeah. Can you do that every single month? Have that. And to me, it's I got into the habit where it's just like, okay, well, we're just gonna order it regardless, you know. Um like the last uh like the last show that they put not Forbidden Door, but whatever one was before that, I thought the card was okay. And I ordered it just because it was like kind of the thing to do, but it wasn't like I was dying to see that That's card. double or nothing. Yeah. It wasn't like I was dying, you know I mean? It wasn't like I was really clamoring for that card. And that was actually the first time I felt like that in a while with the AEW That was the fatal four-way, Brandon. Yeah, the, four, that, the four-way the pillars four match. match. Yeah. Yeah. I you know I mean we've talked about that I wasn't too thrilled on the on the build with that and the and the yeah. whole thing. Uh, I'm interested now. I love this. I love all these clips I'm seeing of the of the Cole MJF stuff. Like that, <laughs> I love it. It's We're great. better than you, baby. Yes. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm loving this Adam Cole MJF. Are you the one? Are you the one that sent me the video uh, with the video games? Did you send that to me or did I send that somewhere no. else? Did no, you, I don't think so. Did, but you, did you see that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, they that showed that on stuff. Dynamite. Oh, okay. Right yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, did they show the whole segment or just them playing video games? The, the, I didn't watch the video. The, yeah, there was uh, it was the whole, uh, you know, thing. You know, MGF didn't want to play. and then they showed, Did they show play. them at the bar? I didn't see that part. No. Okay, so they're at the bar first, right? And uh, they were taking shots. And then, like, th- oh, four no, girls came that. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. See that. yeah. And he's like, come on, man. Two for you, two for me. He goes, <laughs> no, man. I'm with Britt, right? Yeah. Shows back up. We're doing what I want to do now. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. awesome. Yes, yeah. So I did, I did see that part. That's right. Yeah. Good stuff. But that'll be the next time we see them. On PPV, uh, yeah, SummerSlam coming up soon. Don't really have a whole lot of time I want to spend talking about any of that. Anything else you want to throw out here, Vito? Rest in peace, Mantar. Oh man, um, 
you know, not to bring everybody down, but yeah, there's that. Hey, I'll give you a high note. Blood and Guts is going to be on Wednesday. Woo! I'm so excited. Now, I hope th- I hope they get all their spots cleared. Oh, shoot. Man, that's going to be a lot of them. <laughs> right. Holy crap. Where's that list? That's like, that's going to be so many. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So many spots. I think. Anyway. And we will we will be back soon, and we'll clear up uh, whatever else that we didn't clear up in this episode. A lot to catch up on. Uh, maybe yeah, this we'll... one was for us. Yes. <laughs> Next one will be for you. <laughs> we'll delve into more of the e stuff and and so on and so forth probably next time around who knows what we'll talk about there's no there's no net on super kick weekly people no there's no, no there's no net we just kind of talk about whatever is is clever there's no yes. format and we love that live without a net baby Actually, I'm going to start playing Fight Forever Monday or Tuesday, so I will give you my review next week. How about that? that little spoiler. Good. How about a spoiler? That's going to happen. That sounds good. <laughs> Big Vito T, my man. You sweet me. Scissor me. And we're out. Very nice. Very I, evil episode. I miss, I miss it. Miss the acclaimed. 